KBZE Booze League Radio is on the air. Booze League Radio. Wiley Withers. The Commish. Stephen Orth. Otter. This is the Boozecast. Broadcasting live from O'Leary's Tavern. It only takes one drink to get me drunk. Trouble is, I can't remember if it's the 13th or 14th. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to Draft 21. We are broadcasting live today from O'Leary's Tavern in Ventura. If you've missed anything, go ahead and check us out online at boozeleague.com. Uh, we do have all the drafts have their own pages, uh, including any links that are necessary for the draft. Anything we mention will all be on that page. You can also find us online. Keep up with what we're drinking and where we're at. Instagram, at Booze League. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Booze League. And, of course, Twitter, at Booze League. Now, Otter is still on assignment. We got word that he is on a cigar boat somewhere. Just got into Miami onto the beach, bulging delicately out of his Speedo, bright yellow Speedo from Rio. His aviators reflecting the beach out there. Blonde mustache waving in the wind as he steps onto the beach and walks up into a club. Um, we hope to get a report from him soon. We know that he's okay and he's out there uh, traveling the world. But we are lucky enough to have uh, Firestone Sandro right here sitting in. Sandro, how are you, buddy? We appreciate you being here. Um, so we're going to get right into it with the beer of the day here, and we do have a Firestone beer today for you since we have uh, Sandro here. It's kind of our uh, our thing, as it were. So today's beer is 805 Blonde Ale. So, Sandro, I'm going to let you take this one and tell us a little about, about what 805 actually is. Awesome. Yeah, no, the 805 is a honey blonde ale. It's delicious. Uh, man, honestly, our marketing department just knocks it out of the park with this one, really bringing it together with the Central Coast lifestyle. I think that's what it really like boils down to right there. On top of being a really tasty, easy-to-drink brew, I mean, there's so much that goes behind it, too. Arts, music, sports, surfing hiking i mean all kinds of cool stuff so uh it's versatile whatever you want to roll with that and it really uh it's an easy drinking beer as well i mean it's only uh 4.7 percent abv yes sir um but the untapped score is 3.5 which is pretty solid for uh, a beer that's so common uh and just so ubiquitous as 805 you know it's cool like when i'm just chilling off time sitting you know drinking a beer I love uh, seeing how many times people order 805 and how many times the bartender pulls that handle, you know, and seeing all the different kinds of people that pull it, too. So it's awesome. It's a great beer. So the uh, song we're listening to today is Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, who formed in the 805. Nice. Actually. Um, they killed it last Saturday at the uh, Ventura. Uh, oh, the, uh, yeah, Ventura the Thomas Strong. Fireman Fit. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, I heard it was awesome. Um, so they actually formed in 1989 with Scotty Morris and Kirk Sodergren. So do you know where the name came from, Sandro? What's up? You know where Big Bad Voodoo Daddy's name came from? Where did it come from? So Scotty went to see blues legend Albert Collins and took a poster to have him sign it. Nice. Albert Collins, you know, being an old blues man and a badass, uh, said uh, to Scotty, he wrote this on the poster, the Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. And that got in his head, and he's like, you know what? When it came time to name the band, uh, there's no way I couldn't name it that. Damn, that sounds awesome. That's amazing. So Scotty used to be part of the Nardcore scene, playing uh, the the punk and alternative out of Oxnard, California. Very nice. They were playing uh, clubs and lounges, started focusing on the swing of the 40s and 50s, and then they got featured in, what movie were they featured in? 
Um, Swingers. Swingers in yeah. 1996. Nice. So Capitol Records saw that success and got them next year. Next year they signed them to a deal in 1997. In 1999, they blew up so fast they played the halftime show at the Super Bowl. That's amazing. You know what's really cool is a um, little fact that I grew up in the Santa Barbara area and there was a place called The Living Room there that had all kinds of cool oh, acts. I remember The Living Room, yeah. Uh, man, and on top of that, you know, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy was one of the first bands I saw there before they really blew up. Uh, it was pretty cool to see that whole kind of transformation of them, you know, really really hit it. Yeah, I remember I saw them at Dargan's down on State Street. That nice. tiny little, even tinier than O'Leary's, I think, even. That's Small awesome. place and um, hung out with them after. You know, they weren't big back then, you know, yep. so. yep. You know, but nice. um, they're still out there touring, performing. If you want to catch them live, I recommend it. It is a great show. Sandra was lucky enough to see him last week. Uh, you can go to bbvd.com. That's bbvd for Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Uh, bbvd.com. So why don't we get to it uh, with round one and drink up some of this 805? Right on. Hey, cheers. We got oh, Ethan here who's the Bar Olympics at O'Leary's. Cheers, everybody. I think I'll have a beer. Say my name. Yeah. Oh, it goes down so good. So, yeah, we are here uh, at the Bar Olympics um, at O'Leary's. We're going to bring in Ethan now, Ethan Christensen. What, do you have an official title here? Um, I'm a little jack of all trades. Jack of all trades. Or like uh, Integrin, uh, their, their marketing guys, uh, the, uh, the master of festivities, John Bird. So I feel like you can probably get some cards and put that on there. Yeah, I think so. I need to add that to my business card. Like all right, so tell yesterday. us a little bit about what is going on here with these Bar Olympics. Yeah, so uh, this is our first ever Bar Olympics, and it's coincided with the Winter Olympics starting, which is pretty cool. Uh, we wanted to uh, do a first incarnation of it and see how it well, and uh, we got a lot of people interested in it. Uh, it's a competition. It's a playoff bracket style competition of pool, shuffleboard, and darts. Okay. And so pretty much you play one individual person in all three competitions, and okay. you beat them two out of three, and you move on and in playoff style, and you face the next person who wins in their style. So are you guys past the first bracket at this point? Are people out? Yeah, we're uh, about in the semifinals right now. Oh, nice. Okay. So, what do you win at the at the end of all this? What uh, what is the prize if you are the Olympian? Uh, uh, actually, everybody who's participating is getting a, a lot of 805 swag <laughs> and cool stuff like that. Thank you, Sandro. <laughs> yeah, Sandro, uh, hooking it up. Uh, also, uh, the prize is cash uh, for the bar for O'Leary's, or uh, we're also giving away a, like a Jim Beam style, cool, style cooler. Oh, cool. Okay. Who's also right now uh, doing a tasting at O'Leary's currently during the oh, Olympics. Oh, you guys just have it all here. Oh, yeah. There, there's the Jim Beam girl. Yeah. So, uh, cool. Right on. Okay. Um, tell us a little bit about O'Leary's. I know it changed hands recently, right? Uh, yeah. About uh, two and a half years, uh, William uh, Kraft took over. Uh, we call him Bill. Good old Billy. Okay. Billy. I call him Billiam. William, uh, <laughs> because he's classy, right? Yeah, classy. <laughs> uh, so he took over about two and a half years ago, changed it up to what it is now. It's a, I don't, I don't want to call it a neighborhood friendly bar because I sound a little like Spider Man right there. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, it is. Uh, uh, a lot of uh, regulars make up our bar, which is which is a good time. Uh, it's just a fun place to go to and uh, just to have drinks and have a good time with people. It feels like you're kind of at home. Just hanging out with people you know, having drinks, playing games. and I know. Like I was that. here uh, at the end of the Super Bowl uh, for the fourth quarter, and it was – this place was rocking, man. Was people it? were having a good time, yeah. yeah. I know, and I hate to bring that up because I know you're a Patriots fan. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> Sorry, okay. buddy. It's I okay. I don't mean to rub that into the wound there. It's okay. <laughs> it's all good. 
But um, all right, well, we're gonna let you get back to it. Um, if we're still on the air when we uh, when someone wins, uh, bring them over. Yeah, we actually uh, the finals are actually about to begin. So uh, as soon as that gets rolling, uh, I'll let you guys know and uh, keep you up to date. So so far, no Russians, right? We don't have any PEDs in the room. Well, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Nobody knows yet. So uh, yeah, no, I'll keep you guys up to date though, man. Perfect. Sounds good. All right, thanks, Ethan. We'll talk to you all soon. Right, thanks, brother. Cheers. All right, Sandro. Hey, uh, are you ready for some news down there? Let's do it. Let's hear. Let's hear what's uh, going on in the world today, in the world of booze. Spanning the globe to bring you all the news that's fit to booze to. This is the Booze Line News. KBCE Booze League Radio. All right, Sandro. Our first story of the day comes to us from. The Galapagos Islands. Ooh. So our buddy, uh, excuse me, somebody buddy, somebody's <laughs> buddy, but 45-year-old Andrew Newman was out uh, vacationing out there, a Londoner. He was swimming towards a sea lion on a rock when a shark sunk his teeth into his right foot. What? Got bit by a shark because he's swimming up to a sea lion, which oh my gosh. I kind of feel like you could have probably predicted that one. Yeah, right? Come on. Shark uh, bait. Quote uh, Newman, his white eyes were no more than a meter away from me. We were just staring at each other with my with my whole foot in his mouth. Did he get it back? He got, yeah. Well, it, it's, uh, he said that um, he reportedly punched the shark repeatedly until the creature loosened its grip around his foot. Oh, my God. So he said that half of my foot looked like it was hanging off. I saw my bones and my tendons, and I could see blood pumping. Damn, son. That's so crazy. That's here's hectic. the kicker. This is a three-hour boat journey away from any hospital. I have to go to another island on San Cristobal to, to go there. So how do you think he spent that time in the boat? Uh, with a tourniquet. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, even Pretty better. Sketch. This man stepped up, and this is why we salute him today from the Booze League. He says, it was the longest three hours of my life. He eased the pain with a cocktail of painkillers, tequila shots, and a mojito. Whoa. Nice. So he was probably feeling pretty good by the time he got to the hospital. The hospital was able to reattach that half, oh connect all the goodness. tendons and everything else. But um, once again, booze to the rescue. Heavy. Uh, right on. For, yeah. Uh, Mr. You know? Newman there. Well, you know, being so like positive when in a situation like that really helps a lot. So, you know, you want to... You want to keep, you know, you got to be positive. Exactly, yeah. you know, yeah, like some shots of tequila, a little mojito. Yeah, you know, chase it down with a little like painkiller, and you're you're feeling good, you know. You got <laughs> I got a picture. Whoever was driving the boat just kept looking back, and this guy's just lounging there with the mojito and half his foot hanging off. And he's like, "No, I'm good, man. Just keep the rum coming." <laughs> That is heavy. So, uh, speaking of Super Bowl that we just talked to Ethan about, um, this next story comes to us from Philadelphia. Oh, boy. So, you heard about Bud Light's whole bet with uh, Philly, right? No, actually, please. So, early in the season, back in August, uh, Lane Johnson, who is one of their uh, O-line guys, actually uh, tweeted out at Bud Light that if they win, Bud Light needs to supply them with, with free beer. No way. This is in August. So, Bud Light said, all right. <laughs> We're good with that, right? Well, then they win. <laughs> so Wow. Oh, my goodness. That so, is pretty heavy. So here's how Bud Light pulled this off. So they said reps from the Brewing Giant stationed at multiple taverns along the parade route. So if you're over 21, it could show up with your, uh, your ID and whatnot. Um, oh, there's more booze showing up. God bless O'Leary's. Um, are we bringing Jackie O'Leary on to talk about this? Talk about your breakfast shot? Oh, we're going to take a break from the news because we have a beautiful young lady come here to feed us booze. 
Okay, so these are breakfast shots. It is basically whiskey-soaked bacon. Okay. With orange juice. And what it is, is it is, it's breakfast in your mouth. <laughs> nice. It is it is a boozy, delicious treat. Very nice. Breakfast in your mouth and everybody's coming. <laughs> and everybody's coming. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> All right. That is you. wild. Thank you. Right on. Thank you, Jackie. Damn, that looks good. All right, we're going to get that in a second. Let's go back to the, the drunkest fans on earth in Philly. So um, they station people at multiple taverns along the parade route, and anyone that showed their ID gets one free Bud Light. No way. The issue, though, is that it's it's... They had more people, it was reported, there on the parade route for the Super Bowl than they had when the Pope showed up. It was massive. It was the first Super Bowl they ever won. Wow, right? yeah, of I course, mean, right? Come so on. So, of course, they're going to be all over that. And so this other uh, brewing company, Yards Brewing, which is the oldest continually operating brewery, easy for me to say, continually <laughs> operating brewery in Philly, gave out free beer of its own. They started at 1130. Anyone that showed up at the brand new tap room got a free Philly Pale Ale on the house. Whoa. And is that on the parade route or close by to where they that were? Is, that's a good question. It might huh. be. A, it's Spring Garden Street is where that tap room is located. Oh, I don't cool, know man. how that's close awesome. that is to the parade route. Right. Why let Bud have all the fun, right? <laughs> exactly. You know. So the founder said, we've waited so long that it just doesn't seem right that Philadelphians should be drinking a foreign-owned, mass-produced beer on such a proud day in our city's hey, history. I, you know what? I can cheers to that. Right Dilly, Dilly. Philly, yeah, cheers know? to that. I'll, I'll say, yeah. you know, Philly, New England, whatever, but I was pretty stoked to see Philly, you know, come up, and I know that meant a lot to that town, so celebrate it. No, I hate it. Cheers. I hate it all, because I'm a Cowboys fan, so, oh. you know, that, they can just... Uh, nice. Lick, lick, lick my balls! <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so uh, free beer was indeed given out, but not only by Bud Light, so, but gotcha. at Good the same time, what a great uh, PR thing for, for Bud Light on Definitely. that one, right? Let's go, Bud Light, yeah. All right, we got one more uh, news story. Our third news story <laughs> is actually a very sad news story. I hate to say it. Uh, in a report from Reuters, is it Reuters? It's Reuters. Reuters. Right? Reuters. Yeah, I'm a newsman. So we need an otter back. Uh, small producers of the alcoholic beverage tequila said the sharply rising price of agave tequila plant was making it hard to keep the cost of the drink down. Crazy. So basically, what we're looking at is we're going to have a tequila shortage uh, coming up soon. Like it, we're going to have more so expensive margaritas, huh? Interesting. Which, which is very sad. So according to Salvador Rosales, which owns a smaller uh, tequila producer down in Mexico, it's more than 20 pesos per kilo. He says it's impossible to. Com- <laughs> we're listening to when the moon hits your eyes. Here we go. Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> is it, Ethan, is this normal That's music here in O'Leary's? Uh, is there <laughs> some Italian here? Uh, it's a tequila. I cannot confirm nor deny. Can <laughs> <laughs> somebody run and give me some spaghetti? <laughs> hey, it was a cannoli. But uh, industry experts cite higher demand than anticipated. And then, but they kind of saw this coming. So back in 2011, they planted 17.7 million plants. Okay. Because it takes a while for them to grow. Yep. yep so yep. they're kind of looking down the road and said, hey, you know what we got here? We got, you know, a bit of a shortage coming up. Let's, let's get ahead. The problem is, though, the Tequila Regulatory Council and the National Tequila Industry Chamber both said that they need 42 million plants to meet this year, just this year's demand. Damn. Not 17, 42 million. 
Well, you know, I mean, I don't know. That, that's interesting to say because, I mean, I'm not in the liquor business, but I see so many more tequila brands coming up. It's like, right. when's it going to end? You know, like, are all these companies really making money? Or are they just trying to throw things up on the wall to see what sticks? I think this is going to separate, hopefully, some more quality to just people, I don't know, people just kind of willy-nilly making beer or making tequila. But... I don't know. I mean, if you compare that to craft beer, though, you know that could be like the big guys and the little guys right there. And right, the then, uh, uh, South African hops and all yeah, that. Yeah, them whole taking over all of the shares. Yep. So it's two-sided. You know, it'll be interesting to see how that plans out. Well, what's interesting though is, is exactly what you say is part of the problem. There's a uh, sharp rise in demand for pure tequila. Gotcha. You know, the cheap stuff like Cuervo, it's a blended. Sure. Kind yeah. Of thing. And uh, the industry says there was less demand than anticipated for the blended, Definitely. cheaper tequilas, gotcha. which makes sense. I mean, I yeah. wouldn't want that. So if you're wondering if Patron and Salsa and Cuervo, wonder if they're going to be okay. They say they have more than enough resources to pay for it. They're not going to be affected. Gotcha. However, because it does take years to grow the plant, they're expecting this shortage could last until 2021. Whoa. So you've got another, what, three years of expensive tequila shots. Damn. Interesting. Huh. But, uh, yeah, so apparently they do believe that will have a strong impact on those firms as well. So, Wow. You know, I wonder how that's, like we said, going back to the smaller manufacturers, you know, I got to believe that there's some people, you know, making tequila in their bathtubs down in good old Mexico, you know. I wonder how that's going to affect just the local market on that. You yeah. Know? That's crazy. Huh. Well, one, one of the things the article pointed out is that farmers are using, when they're making uh, tequila, they're using younger plants that aren't ready to be oh, harvested. Okay. And it actually takes more plants to make it. I would Imagine. Than if it was mature, so it kind of adds to the problem that oh, you're wow. getting in there. So okay, it just kind of yeah. goes, you know, huh. kind of self fulfilling prophecy. So, jeez, wow, right? It's heavy, heavy. I'm sorry to be so heavy on this. I know it's, you know, it's like in a you're bringing the news. You know, you got you, I, I, all I can do is report it. It's you not know? always chocolate and sunshine. <laughs> no, it is not always chocolate and sunshine. So, anyways, uh, and that's the way the news goes. So we have a special since you're here today. I figure we do something special. Okay, doke. And it's not gonna—I'm not gonna spring a quiz on you like we did. Oh God! Thank I know you. you didn't do so well <laughs> at that. Um, no, today, in fact, we actually are going to give away the very first ever Booze League Hall of Fame. No way! We're inducting someone for the first time today here. That's at amazing! Wow. So uh, what do you need to, to qualify into such a well? We're gonna go through spot. that. Let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and roll the tape of all the uh, of the uh, the montage. You know, like they do at the Oscars. Yeah, yeah definitely. Okay, let's, cool. Let's sit and enjoy this. From his humble upbringing in the rural French countryside to his literal larger-than-life career in the wrestling ring. Raise a toast to the inaugural inductee to the Booze League Hall of Fame, Andre the Giant Rosanoff. Nice. That's right. We're going to Andre the Giant. So Andre the Giant was born in France. Did you know he was French? No, no, that's crazy. But you know what? Honestly, what, from the uh, Princess Bride movie, that makes a lot of sense now. Oh, hold that thought. Great it, film, by the way. It is time for another round. Oh. Are you drinking with us, Ethan? I, uh, of course. Of course. Round Why two. wouldn't you, right? Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Salud. I'll have thank another. You, thank you. Oh. It's almost time. We got these breakfast <laughs> shots staring us in the face as well. Cool. Better time for breakfast than uh, the afternoon. <laughs> Breakfast all day. I'm slamming up tonight. Utah, give me two. 
All right, so yeah, Andre the Giant is actually French. He's from a very small town uh, in the countryside. I'm going to try and pronounce this and butcher it. Uh, Cologne? Cologne. No, not Cologne. I know. <laughs> that sounded good to me. I think I know how to pronounce Cologne. <laughs> how dare you? Um, but he's born to his uh, parents' name were Boris and Marianne Rosimov. Nice. Uh, Boris? Boris and Marianne. Yeah. Sounds like a Russian spy. Definitely. Right? And again, adding to the idea he might be Eastern European or ah. from the Soviet bloc. Turns out, no, he's French. Um, born in 1946, he died in 1993 at age 46 uh, of heart failure. Wow. Which was kind of predicted because he's such a big person. That, sure. I mean, his heart was just overworked. I'm sure he partied, too. Um, we're going to get to that. Oh, there, yeah. There's a reason he's in the Booze League Hall of gotcha. Fame as, as nice. the first inductee. Now, what is interesting is when he was inducted into the Hall of Fame for WWE or WWF at the time, that was 1993, the year he died, and they, he was the only person they put in there that year out of respect. Wow. Because he was such a force in the ring. But just to give you an idea of how big he was, by age 12, he was already 240 pounds and six Whoa. foot three. That's all? Massive. Damn, <laughs> like, dude. How tall are you, Ethan? <laughs> oh I don't want to talk gosh. about it. <laughs> that's, that's insane. I can neither confirm nor deny I'm taller than that. <laughs> okay, now let's get into the, the, the nitty-gritty here. Why is it that Andre the Giant is our first Hall of Fame? First off, we're going to start at uh, one of his little records here, the, the smallest of his records. He drank 119 cans of beer in under six hours. <laughs> so let's add that, because you know me, I like numbers, right? Last time you were on, we talked about, break it down. you know, let's, let's get some perspective to that. That's 1,428 ounces of beer. That means in order to do it in six hours, that's 238 ounces every hour, which means it's about 20 cans an hour. He probably only took wow. like one piss, like one <laughs> big piss at the end. I, li- <laughs> I literally never thought of that, but now I'm, I will never think of anything he else. he wasn't even drunk. Holy crap. Yeah, because that, that was a beer every three minutes. Don't break so. the seal. Yeah, once that, that's a big-ass seal to break right there. You know what I'm saying? He should have been in the Hall of Fame just for that in the <laughs> WWF. Definitely. <laughs> All right, so, Take that, The Rock. Let's see you do that, right? <laughs> yeah, there's no, way the, yeah, there's no way The Rock could ever do that. <laughs> So that was a pretty good little record there, but those are cans of beer. Okay. In one night, not the same night, although it wouldn't be surprising, not the same night. Next night. <laughs> he drank 127 pints of beer. Jeez. In one night? In wow. one night. That's amazing. And he did this, and then he went back to his hotel and passed out in the lobby, like on the floor. <laughs> and no one could move him because he was so freaking huge. <laughs> so what they did is they took the cover off the piano, and they threw it over him. They put a velvet rope around him. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> you had to call Hulk Hogan to move him, by the way. No, he, Well, dude, Hulk Hogan, do you know when he, because uh, you know Hulk did the did a body slam or did a suplex on him? Yeah. Uh, tore a, uh, a bicep, I think. No way. Yeah, one of each tore the bicep or a quadricep because the dude was just so heavy. Jeez. But that was how, uh, that's actually how Andre lost the uh, the title there. Uh, that's in crazy. So, um, now let's get to his all-time record. This is the most beer he's had at one time. Oh, boy. 156 pints in one sitting. Are you serious? No, no, I'm kidding. Thanks. No. no. Yeah, oh, yeah, my God, I'm that's serious. crazy, dude. Of course, I'm, hun- I'm serious. Of wow, that's, of course. I just... Right? I, I can't even believe it. I'm speechless right now, man. So people didn't believe this. Uh, they're like, well, it's just a legend. But legendary wrestler Mike Graham actually went on an episode of Legends of Wrestling uh, and said that. And then Dusty Rhodes backed it up and said, yeah, I was there. It happened. Like, that actually happened. So let's play some beer math on this. 
You ready? Yes. Here's some beer math. One pint, 16 ounces. Yes, sir. Okay. That means 156 pints is about 2,500 ounces. Jeez. Okay? That's 20 gallons of beer that he had in one sitting. That's four of those little, uh, the, the six-barrel kegs? Yeah. It's four of those in one sitting. 20 gallons of beer. 20 gallons of beer in one sitting. Yeah. Our uh, 805s come in 13 twos, so he basically had uh, about, but, you know, one. About a keg uh, and, and, keg and, keg and a half. Keg and a lot, yeah. Yeah, a keg and a half almost. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, hey, when you see someone like that walk into the bar, you're stoked, dude. You're going through some volume. <laughs> well, you're both stoked and you're like, uh, I don't, did our beer rep come today? Did our uh, liquor like, rep, or do we have a Enough to. Uh, we have record sales, but on the other hand, we got this guy passed out on the floor that won't get up and can't move. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Bust been, out the piano cover. <laughs> and he'd have been Andre the Hammered, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though, and we'll get to that in a nice. second. So it's estimated he had 7,000 calories and just booze every day. Wow. Every day. Every single damn day. Um,. Wait, where's my not today? Every time I say today, <laughs> I picture this chick. Not today. Not today. <laughs> he once ran up a $40,000 bar tap, and he was drinking his favorite drink, which is called the American. The American is 40 ounces of just various liquors poured into a pitcher. Uh, and, he, and he drank $40,000 uh, worth of that. Oh, man. Wow. So, um... You know, uh, we talked about Princess Bride earlier. You know, Carrie Elwes was his was his co-star. Yeah. And uh, Carrie was quoted as saying, I've never tasted airplane fuel, but I imagine it's very close to what that must taste like. Yeah. It was very potent. I remember coughing a lot, but to him, it was like chugging water. Dang, dude. Can you imagine if him and Ric Flair oh hung out in God. a bar together oh, dude. <laughs> during Ric Flair's heyday? Tearing it oh, down. Dude. They probably did. Most likely. And I can guarantee Ric Flair could not keep up. Oh, it's just sheer mass alone on that point. I'm sure in yeah. spirit, he, he was right there. I'm sure. But, I'm sure. like, yeah, I mean. Yeah, there's just no way. Wow. He once record, uh, responded to a last call with an order for 40 drinks. Probably all for him. Yeah, most likely. But uh, here's the thing, Ethan. You mentioned, like, you know, Andre the Hammered. Yes. Now, here's the thing. Carrie Elwes uh, addressed that at one point. He said the man was extraordinary. He never even slurred his words or was tipsy. He was absolutely a man who could consume vast amounts of alcohol and not have it affect him at all. Wow. wow. I've never seen anything like it. I was drinking with him just after our first screening in New York. I was sipping a beer all night, which he thought was very funny. There was no way I was going to compete with that because I knew he could consume 100 beers in one sitting. Have you seen the picture of him holding a beer can? Oh, yeah. Of like a normal just 12-ounce beer can? Well, you know, because we do the uh, the old booze and tug uh, fantasy league against the unfiltered gentlemen who are a bunch of, you know. Vagina. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we actually, uh, the, the, the trophy for that, if you win, like which team wins, is the Andre Rosimov uh, Award for Excellence. Gotcha. And it's one of those beer koozies. It's a giant fist. So the can looks really small. So it looks like Andre the Giant's hands, all nice. painted gold. They pretty much took a clay making out of his hand Dang. with a beer can. And I, that. That's why I'm like, they must have modeled it after him because they Correct. saw that picture. He's holding like, his favorite beer was like Labatt's or some, something Canadian for so, some yeah. reason that huh. he could just power through. Canadian French. Yeah, yeah. There's a there connection yeah. right there. Maybe that's French it, Canadian yeah. Connection. But it's said that he had to have surgery uh, at one point. He was injured. Yeah. His liver? His and liver was injured? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, his liver was enlarged. I can tell you that. It's definitely swollen. I'm sure some French like cuisine made pate out of that thing after <laughs> dude no it had its own coffin it was so big it was buried next to him <laughs> very next to him like his dog or something That's but crazy. um the uh when he had to have surgery the anesthesiologist didn't know what to give him she's so she's never dealt with anyone that massive before 
So he told her how much he he drank, and she's like, "Okay, I can I can calculate out what it's going to take to put you out there based on what you told me that you drink." They pulled out a surgical two by four and just hit him over the head with it. <laughs> I don't even know if you would have noticed, dude. <laughs> like there was uh, there's a story about him in a bar and someone everyone tried to start shit with him oh he's, because God. he's giant, yeah, right? I'm sure. Yeah. And he was sitting there and some guy came up and smacked him right in the side of the head and Andre just looked at him and said, "Don't do that." Yeah, please. But, like, but in a French accent. Yeah, in fact, he probably said it in French, which might have been the problem. He didn't, didn't really speak English. Do not do that. Don't do that. Wow. So I guess uh, the guy kept like messing with him. So Andre picked him up by his collar and his belt and threw him across the room into a wall. Wait, oh. collar and belt with the same hand? Yeah. Maybe. Like, you know, I didn't think about it, but you might one, be right. One grab like that. <laughs> like, whoosh. <laughs> yeah, that guy was a, a beast. Well, no doubt he's got inducted at the Booze League Hall of Fame. That's amazing. Yeah, that, he is our first inductee. And there were other people we considered uh, Dean Martin. Okay. Dean yeah. Martin would be oh, a good yeah, one. Yeah. Um, Probably he's know. holding a, a fucking rocks glass in his grave right now. I would imagine. If not, <laughs> then someone didn't bury him right. Is Sinatra? <laughs> I, well, we considered all the Rat Pack. Well, mainly, actually, uh, uh, Dean and Sinatra. But Dean Martin, like, he was a little more of a drinker than... Put it down. Yeah, I mean, he was the one who actually came with that famous quote about how they feel sorry for people that don't drink. Yeah. Because when they wake up in the morning, it's the best they're going to feel all day. <laughs> that was Dean Martin that came up with that. So, anyway, so that is, uh, that is our Hall of Fame. Congratulations to Andre the Giant. That's awesome. That's amazing. And we'll get him up on the I website. I call him an American hero because we watched him here, but hey, man. Good for France. Yeah. You know what? He's a French hero. That's cool. A French hero. So Most people didn't know he was French. Yeah. I did not until I started researching. I wrote an article on him last year, which I'll I'll, I'll connect to. That has a lot of these same facts. Yeah. Uh, And I'll connect it on the draft page for Draft 21. But, you know, when I started looking up the facts, I'm like, France? Huh. I, I thought he was Eastern. I thought he was Yugoslavian or yeah, something. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's cool. giant features. Wow. I wonder, like, if his parents were big. <laughs> There's just two, like, they're Danny probably DeVito. Five. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like 5'2". Barry, like, it's always sunny. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, I brought up Philadelphia. Yeah, there you and go. Oh, Marianne's like, boys. Grease up those poles. Grease up the poles. <laughs> <laughs> he would have been like King Kong on one of those poles. Oh, my goodness, dude. He would have like, wanted like a toothpick for him, dude. <laughs> please, please quit making me picture Andre the Giant on a pole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like so not into that. <laughs> Nice so, um, all right. So that is uh, Andre the Giant. Um, Very I think nice. We are, I think we need to signal that another beer should be on the way. Oh, where did uh, my guys go? Oh, they split. Oh, of oh, course they did. Man, our be beer runner soon. split. Ethan, would you, uh, would you be so kind to find them? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> awesome! Thank you. Oh, there we go. There's my guy. Oh, there we go. There's the sign. Our beer Boom, runner. We got it. Boom. Man, yeah. No words I, were even needed. I gave oh, them wait, the mad. I just yeah. wave two fingers in the air and then they bring us drinks. So that's how it goes. Can Cheers. I get, uh, one of those over here. And then I'm gonna. Yeah, there we go. Bam. A little bacon. Bacon makes everything better, doesn't it? Yes, we do. Jameson first. Yep. And then bacon, then orange juice. All right. So. Yes. We're getting a lesson in it right now. A lesson in it right now. <laughs> All right, are we doing this? Yes. Um, yes, cheers. Cheers.
damn, that was good. Nice. <laughs> we got some drunk lady accosting us here. That's awesome. That's what we're doing. <laughs> and giving us bad looks. Who's league? I like, I like how you did your hair over your head. Oh, thank you. I appreciate nice. that. Um, yeah, okay. Awesome. How is it? I like it. It's got bacon. It just reminds you of just the sweet. It's kind of like syrupy a little bit, right? Yeah, it's got the. Uh, it's got a maple kind of a uh, thing going on there. A little Pancakes, bit of bacon, a little bit of orange juice. Bacon, like pretty much everything you need. OJ. Oh yeah. Can't go wrong with what you said. No, you really can't. <laughs> you really can't. Very nice. Oh, we have we have beers on the way, right? It's time for round three. Definitely. Oh, God bless America. All right, we'll get back America. to that. So let's move on to uh, the next round of things we'll be talking about dun, dun, dun. here. It's time to go pro with your bad habit. Booze League Radio. All right, so we're moving on. Um, this is something that's been bothering me ever since it happened. Okay. So you know they replaced the most interesting man in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's I, a I younger t- dude. I can tell yeah. from both your reactions yeah. that neither one of you are yeah, happy about it. It's very aggravating. Yeah. It's very aggravating. So Did they just not renew that dude's contract or something? Is that what happened? Or? Well, let's get into the story right, of that, shall we? So it used to be... Right. I'm going to play one of the commercials right now. Okay. One of the earlier commercials. And, and um, you tell me what you think. Okay. Wait, hold on. I'm actually going to pause that because the beer is showing up. Time yep. for round three. Round three. Oh, have another. Ping pong. Hey, everybody. We're all going to get away. Now you drink. All right, round three in the books. All right, so um, most interesting man in the world, right? Okay. Okay. So this is one of his first commercials. In a past life, he was himself. If opportunity knocks and he's not home, opportunity waits. He gave his father the talk. He is the most interesting man in the world. All very solid. I don't always drink beer. Yeah, yeah, but when yeah. I do, I prefer those Zaki's. So that, thirsty, that is the original. That man's name is Jonathan Goldsmith. Huh. Now, he uh, had to audition for it. He did, actually did the Most Interesting Man from 2006 to 2016. So he did it for 10 years. And, and honestly, when when they sent him off to Mars, like as the last thing, I thought that was good. That was a good run, you know, like Jack in the Box and whatnot. I mean, sure. that's, you have these ad campaigns that go for a long time, right? Yeah. That's pretty good. So he actually got that role. He had to audition for it. And the uh, when he went into audition for the the casting director, they were told, "All right, you have to end with the line, and that's how I arm wrestled Fidel Castro, and just Whoa. improvise your way to that line." Huh. So Goldsmith sat down, took off one of his socks, started doing some stuff, went for 30 minutes before he led up to that line, and that's how I arm-wrestled Fidel Castro. And they're like, you know what? You're perfect. You're in. <laughs> what a legend, by the way. Right? Like, and the guy was awesome. But um, in March in 2016, March 2016, they announced that he's going to retire from the role. They had that uh, commercial that sent him on his way to Mars. The narration said his only regret is not knowing what regret feels like. He was age 77 at the time. Whoa. Wow. So the fact is that once they sent him away, 
And then suddenly they bring on a new guy. The new guy is Augustin Legrand. He is huh. French as well. Yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of French on the show today. Yeah, definitely. And he is 41. Huh, huh, huh. He's like over 30 years younger than Goldsmith was. So It's kind of like a prequel is where they're going with it. Is that how it is, the whole campaign? Well, when they did that, and this is why we're actually talking about it, when they did that, uh, a lot of people were like, well, that's ageism. Yeah. That's like... Sure. You know, like, I mean, why are we doing this to get younger? So Dos Equis tried to respond to that. And they said, this is Andrew Katz, the VP of marketing. Okay. Sounds like he'd be a, Andrew, uh, totally. Andrew, Andrew Katz. Katz. Yep, yep, definitely. Uh, Mr. Katz, your uh, marketing. Definitely uh, New Yorker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? He's got to yeah. be New Yorker. Definitely New Yorker. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew Katz. New York City. So he put it this way, <laughs> and I think that this is the most bullshit thing I've ever heard any marketer. I do marketing, and to me, this is absolute bullshit. Yeah! The meaning of interesting has evolved over the past decade. And the campaign features a new character and look and feel that opens the door to a new world of interesting possibilities for today's Dos Equis drinker. Mm, that's a lot of fluff He's if wrong. you ask me right there. Yeah, but, I yeah, don't... I'm, that's, uh, that's calling some, bullshit on that. Yeah, it hasn't gotten better. Yeah. No. That's the problem, is that what it's evolved into, it's really devolved. Yeah, I, sure. I agree. Sure. I agree. Yeah, totally. So let's hear uh, one of the new commercials, right? And this is much, much shorter than the old ones. Attending his Cinco de Mayo party requires signing a release form. He is the most interesting man in the world. Stay thirsty, mis amigos. Yeah. That was one thing, right? Like, yep, yeah, one thing. And it's not even that exciting a thing. The actual yeah. footage of what he's doing in that is he's actually having a chili eating contest with some guy. Yeah. And then at the end, just before he says, you know, he's the most interesting man in the world, he's high-fiving that guy after it at a party. Yeah, and dude. drinking it and like it just that doesn't sound fun dude no. I don't want to do that I don't want to sign a release party a release form to go to the dude's party but a lot of people <laughs> have said that it is because uh, they're trying to get that millennial market sure which is big but here's the problem is that there have been studies that I've, that I've been reading like over the past year that actually says millennials are the most optimistic generation okay so think of let, go, go with me down this rabbit hole and you tell me whether this is still better marketing so now you have this older man he's 77 years old He's gray hair. He's always been gray haired, but if you watch any of the commercials, and there are compilations all over YouTube of these commercials, if you go and watch the commercials, most of the footage in the commercial, I'd say 70, 80% of the footage, is of him doing things as a younger man. Sure. And at the end, they cut to him like with two smoking hot blondes. And he's chilling, yeah. And he's chilling. He's like, yeah, here's what I've done. Yeah, he's on a yacht. He's like, yep. The whole thing. And I feel like that would give a, a naturally optimistic generation. Something just an inspiration, like more optimism to, to strive for, right? Definitely, yes, I'm right and there it, with you. And instead, they had they bring in this guy with a with a beard. I guess he's supposed to be a Latin guy. Basically, yeah. he's the kind of guy you're like, you know what? I don't want my daughter hanging out with him alone. <laughs> is kind of what I feel like sure. he looks like. Yeah, no, I could, yeah, totally. So that always kind of annoyed me. But here's what's interesting. Do you know he now is repping another company? The what? most interesting man. No way. Company, it's tequila. That is nice. correct. Huh. He is a uh, great his, commercial. Here's his new commercial. He's actually introduced uh, to this. Um, here's play the commercial. <laughs> I told you, I don't always drink beer. A strap. Just said, that's a big fuck you to those guys. Always much, drink dude. beer, yeah. Wow. And I he's got that. just smoking hot blondes sitting oh, yeah. on a yacht. Nice. Um, so that was kind of the introduction one. But here's what the commercials sound like now. They're kind of there's sadly whoever's doing the marketing for Astral is not 
the caliber that the most interesting man uh, marketers were. Sir, the game is over, and the winning team decided they don't want to visit the president. They'd like to visit you instead. This calls for tequila. The finest tequila. A strong tequila. Yeah, that's weird. You know it sounds like mean? they're trying to get all political and into some shit. Well, like. it's even worse if you watch it. The guy that comes in that says, you know, sir, they've decided they want to come visit you instead of going to see the president. Talking about Super Bowl. Ethan doesn't have a headphones, yeah, so yeah, it's the one where the guy comes in and says, you know, the winning team just won. Thanks. Um, and they want to see you instead of going to see the, uh, the president or whatever. Gotcha. But that guy is always in it, and he's always coming in to say, oh, they just, you know, they just gave you the, uh, one of them is, a, a, we just gave you the award for the best actor. And he says, well, they haven't even released the movie yet. You know, <laughs> you know what it reminds me of a little bit is the uh, the uh, Verizon guy leaving for Sprint. Yep. Except that in, this was sense, really short-lived. in this sense, he got, it sounds like he got kicked out of Dos Equis. Dude, well, Dos Equis let him go. Yeah, they yeah. wanted someone younger. It makes no sense. This it, guy, it the new guy reminds yeah. me of Kenny G with a... <laughs> <laughs> with a, uh, I could see that. I could see some Kenny G in that guy. Beer. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, but it's um, each commercial now when you see it, like it's uh, the guy always says the same thing. Yeah. Um, what's his face? Uh, Goldsmith oh. says this calls for tequila, and then yeah. it cuts to that guy, and every time he's like the finest tequila. Like, and it looks literally, he looks like a pedophile. And someone just said thirteen-year-olds. He's like the <laughs> finest thirteen-year-olds. And now they have now they have Rob Riggles at the end of the Dosecchi's commercials. Yeah, and here's my problem with that. Here's and if you're the most interesting man in the world, how can you be the second most interesting man in the commercial? In your own commercial. In your exactly. own commercial. Because everybody and, loves Rob Riggles. Yeah, dude, Rob Riggles great. So here's at the end of the story. Like, I, I guess the teachable moment here that we're talking about is that. You know what? Hey, maybe just retire. Just to just take the most interesting man. Don't try and replace him. Don't try and be some you know bullshit trying to go for some type of like younger generation or something. Alex. I mean, like let's just let it you go. Just move on. Just move on. You don't need to try and upgrade. Yeah, if you're not going to keep him, which I feel like they should have, just let it go. Well, and when you think of Dosakis, it's like when you think of Progressive. No free ads. But when you think <laughs> of when you think of Progressive, you think of Flow. You think of Flow, yeah. And when you think of can you imagine bringing in a younger flow? No. And it's like, well, this is flow too. She's like in her mid forties. She can go on for another twenty years. Yeah. Well, not in Hollywood. Mid forties no. is ancient. Well, Come on. Unless you're David Letterman. <laughs> well, yeah, dude. <laughs> and speaking of like, you know, most interesting beards and stuff, man. That beard he's oh, got rocking right now. He's is rocking it. Awesome. It is awesome. Yeah. For um, sure. But yeah, so that's uh, that's our take on most interesting man in the world. Damn, um, dude. You know, I, I'm kind of sad they're doing it. I'm glad to see he's got a new gig. Uh, at Astral Tequila, I'm going to give you a few quick facts about them. Uh, they launched uh, just this past month in January is when Goldsmith jumped in on the ads. Okay. Uh, they just got him in there. You can buy a bottle of this tequila for about 45 bucks. Huh. Um, it won gold at the World Spirit Competition in 2016. It was founded by a master sommelier. Well, I got that out without, without nice. fussing it. Sommelier. <laughs> sommelier. That's amazing. Uh, Richard Betts is his name. So the it's you know he's kind of got a, uh, a I was gonna say he's got a t instead of an eye towards a tongue towards but that just sounds <laughs> terrible. <laughs> That's what she said. I like the tie-in though with like tequila. How we were talking about the plants being kind of uh, rare coming up, there? you know, and bringing it back in. Right. Nice, dude. So I wonder. I don't know if Astral is going to be affected by the tequila shortage. Well, now that they have the most interesting man in the world, dude. You know, it could be very selling well. it. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to be selling it in his backyard. 
So um, here's the official. If you guys are interested in checking out uh, Astral Tequila, it's A-S-T-R-A-L. They say it's meant to be an homage to how tequila was made before industrialization. Okay. The agave is cooked in stone ovens, fermented with native wild yeast, and then bottled at 92 proof. Huh. You know, most tequila is 80 proof. Yeah, yeah. So it'll kick your ass a little harder. Wow. So it's tequila before it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Wow, that's exactly. awesome. That's tequila amazing. before it was mass, nice. you know, yeah. put out there. So That's cool. Anyways, well, that has been Draft uh, 21. Ethan, I appreciate you having us in. Yeah, I appreciate you guys being here, man. And Sandro? Yeah, that's awesome. Thank thanks you for, for having coming us. On. Yeah, I definitely appreciate it. Anytime here, it's a great time. Anytime here is a great time. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> it's Sunday. You know, it's been a long weekend. <laughs> yeah, and it's going to get longer because I think we have one more round that's going to be on the way. But, you know. <laughs> so uh, that has been Draft 21. You can catch up with anything you've missed on boozeleague.com. Um, and also on Facebook, forward slash uh, Booze League, Twitter at Booze League, Instagram at Booze League as well. Um, be good. We'll be back with Draft 22 next week. Cheers, everybody. All right. Cheers. Cheers.